Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I'm Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the topic of our podcast today is the Baton Rouge serial killer, Derek Todd Lee. That's three names, Brandy. And one of them being Lee. Of course it is. Of course it is. And uh, we're going to talk. He killed seven people, Brandy. What do you think about that? Well, that is the definition of a serial killer. Yes, and we're going to talk about all his dastardly deeds. Yeah, he killed people in a row, which would make him a serial killer. Little light yeah. for a serial killer, seven. Well, he got caught. I mean, oh, know, okay. it wasn't, well, a, had, lack of, wasn't had, a lack of effort. Had a greater aspiration there, just yeah, couldn't quite just, pull it off. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about him, but before we do, let me remind you that we are a true crime comedy podcast. We use adult language. Oh, and Jesus some Christ, you bunch of candy ass people. Some yeah. may find it offensive, Brandy. Well, fuck no. them. You know what? If you find <laughs> if you, if what I just said to you you find offensive, hit stop. Drop your phone. Run. <laughs> jump in the bed, pull the covers over your head. <laughs> or you could check out one of the other fine true crime podcasts out there including a new one from our friend Nina with Already Gone. The podcast is called Don't Talk to Strangers. It's a long format, and uh, Nina does a really great job. So I know, Colonel, you've checked it out. I have, and you know what? If I got you rattled uh, and you're under the covers, soothe the, Nina's voice will soothe you, Timmy. Yes, she has a very it was, But yes, it, I've, I've listened. It's, it's very, very, very good. It's yes, don't talk to strangers. And yeah, I started it. I haven't. Brandy's yeah, been on a a podcasting binge. She's listening to oh, all these new gosh. podcasts. I am. I feel so enlightened now. I'm so excited. You should I'm, listen to ours. It's really good. It's funny. They it like good. us. Well, <laughs> some people do like us. But then, you know, look at the people who like us, Timmy. <laughs> oh, they're all right. Oh, they're they're, they're all right, but they have peculiar taste, Timmy. Their taste well, is yeah. Well, that's true. You got to admit that, Brandy. I feel like I get enough of you guys all day. You don't want to listen to us when you're at home? Take us with I don't, you? I don't like my voice, and it's hard for me to listen to us when I have a seven-year-old in the car. You don't want him to learn about these, nope. these very important issues that we talk about? 
Nope, I don't want him to know anything about decaying vaginas. Vagina teeth is real. It's real. It's real and it's important. What's the statistics on that, Colonel? Well, less than one percent, Timmy. Less than one percent. But it could happen. You could run into it, Brandy. Well, no, I wouldn't run into it. No, but men can run into vagina teeth when they're out with women. I'm willing. I'm willing to just let him go out into the world without that knowledge. Oh, see, I. Oh, I, yeah. You're not going to be mother of the year. No. You know what? <laughs> that, you ain't getting no that, that, that is That has been established. I, yeah. I think Long that's ago. already been established. <laughs> the PTA already. And, but, and now, the boy, you're not even protecting him from the ugly truth that one day, you know, what if he turns, he's in college? You know, and he gets one of those Mrs. Robinsons. Knows a handsome little kid. He is. He's going to grow up to be a handsome man. Yes. And he's going to be 22 years old. One of those college professors is going to be like eyeballing him like, ooh. Well, that's not going to happen. you, Mrs. Robinson? And then poor Noah finds out that she's 43 years old and already got half a penis going that double. Well, you need to warn him. That's not going to happen. You That's really need a warning. Mm-hmm. I, I will not. It's your duty as a mother. But thank you for your concern. You know, I'm worried about things like, you know, him wiping his ass properly and, you know, those kind of clutch life skills that you need to have. Well, I, you know, but, maybe when he's older, I'll warn him about that stuff. But, well, you know, he's you need to warn him about va- vagina teeth. Just get him a bidet. Don't you well, have maybe, a bidet? I, you know, believe it or not, we don't have a bidet here. What kind of savages are you people? Well, you know, we live in the country, so. (laughs) Let me introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the lovely and talented lady who's known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy? I thought we just did Brandy time. No, we didn't. Shut up. No, Brandy gets some Brandy time. How are you, Ben Brandy? We missed you. Fragging diva. You know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm almost recovered from DweebCon. I'm glad we've waited to um I'm glad we've waited to podcast for a little bit because you know I'm still Yeah, Streamcon was really fun. Still a little I'm still a little out of sorts, but you know Well you a, drank a lot at DweebCon. I did drink some. Yes, I did, but it was great to see everybody as it is, you know, every year, every time. It was yes, good. It, it, was, it was fun. It was fun seeing everyone and uh, Colonel, of course, who, you who was your at, favorite person, Devil? Uh, well, favorite we're not person? doing that. We're not doing that. Didn't I give you a hug? You did. You got all liquor. Oh, and came she was over drunk. And yeah, she me. was drunk. All liquor. Yeah. Down. So, yeah. So, leave me alone. I wish <laughs> I could have got a picture of that. No, there's none. There's none of that. But I like this. We're doing it. We're having to do it remotely now. So, I'm sitting here with my coffee and my pajamas and... We're we're podcasting. It's it's a dream come true. Yes, and uh, we're high tech now, Timmy. Yes, so remotely, and uh, we have a sound engineer, Brandy, of course, uh, uh, that I'd like to introduce now. He's known as an oasis in the desert of despair. A man who a man who has been described as the most dangerous man in podcasting today. Uh, he's, he's been, uh, he's a moral compass of the podcasting world. The Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters, the third affectionately known Brandy as the Southern gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? 
I'm not good, Jimmy. Oh, it's shocking. What's wrong, Colonel? Tell us. Okay, first no, of all, yeah. we decided to go the high-tech route and do this. And I yes. got to deal with Wilma Flintstone over here. Who? It's like, how do I do a sky? Just hit the goddamn button when we call you. That's all you need to do. How You're do talking, do of course, of Brandy. Yeah. Not the I most did. I got it figured out. Woman on the planet. This and then I get out, out all that figured out. And I, because I'm sitting here, um, much like you, Timmy, I'm sitting here naked uh-huh. uh, and on my computer. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm reading not the, the news, Timmy. Not the first time this week that's happened, is it? <laughs> it's not the first Regular time Saturday week. morning. <laughs> or Tuesday. So, <laughs> uh, Timmy, somebody shot up a yoga place, Timmy. I know. I saw that on the news. First that's scary. All, if, these, if, these, if these shootings aren't horrific enough, yoga studios... Timmy, well, now, are you con- are you concerned with that? Do you do a lot of yoga, Colonel? It, it could have been me. I could have been yeah. in the middle of a downward dog, Timmy, and took downward one dog body. Yeah. yeah, gross. The Colonel should have been could have been shot in the buttocks, Brandy. I do you the know, sweaty yoga, the hot yoga. You do hot, you do yoga. hot yoga. Mm-hmm. I do hot yoga. Yeah. You know, I there. First of all, there's no way in fuck you were ever doing yoga, but you know. What, why is that? I don't understand. Like, I know these people pick these, I'm not going to say strategic, but they pick these places that they're going to go in and shoot up. I'm like, of all the places, all of them are horrific, but a yoga studio, like, do you feel threatened by the yoga people? Do you feel like, why? Why? I want to know what part of the political spectrum (laughs) is anti-yoga. (laughs) <laughs> is it the left know. or the right? I mean, is there out people there? Is I mean, and who's going to get blamed for this? Is there is there somebody on the news talking trash about yoga and what yoga people and what a threat? They well, are I'm I'm guessing uh, who when they, when they catch this dude or whoever, he'll have some anti yoga tweets. Well, his van will be probably be covered with anti yoga stickers, Timmy. That probably you might be right. Yeah. you know what? Yeah, I know. I think- it's scary. I think it's Lou Dobbs that's inciting everybody. Fucking Lou, Lou Dobbs. Dobbs. <laughs> Fucker. Well, it's, you know, to me, and, and I said this on, a, on, on another show, uh, about the pipe bomber. Mm-hmm. We're sending out. Okay, if you're living in a goddamn van, is Chuck yeah. Schumer your problem? <laughs> well, Colonel, mean, you didn't get a pipe bomb, did you? You didn't get one melt to you, did you? <laughs> I only got a partial one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot, I forgot to put the other part on that. Sorry. <laughs> but think did about you sign this. it, love, Randy? <laughs> I, I might have. <laughs> this motherfucker living in the van down by the river, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he got kicked out of his parents' house, so he's living in a van filled with stickers, you know, of you know whatever. And you know what he thinks is priority. You know what I need to do? I need to go to Home Depot. Spend whatever meager money I have instead of on pizza or something that's going to sustain me. I'm or an apartment. A pipe bomb, or an apartment. I'm going to build a pipe, a pipe bomb. That's worse than building a meth lab in your van, Timmy. Yeah. Things can I, go I, really, really wrong when you build a pipe a bomb sick, in your van. He's a sick fuck, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, it just seemed like he didn't have his priorities in order, Timmy. I mean, it's I me. know that. Look at you, Scooby. You're on top of it. I'm just saying. He had a van. That's priority straight. Of course not. not. I mean, okay. 
maybe you don't like Joe Biden. Maybe you don't like Cory Booker. But at some point, you got to eat, motherfucker, and quit spending all your money on pipe bombs. Pipe bombs are expensive, Brandy. Yeah, well, tell me about it. Pipe bombing ain't cheap, Timmy. (laughs) It's cheap. It just makes no goddamn sense to me. So I just, if I had one question, I would have said, was you hungry? Was you ever? what?" Ramen uh, noodles and cents. Yeah, I, I don't get it, Timmy. I don't get it. Yeah, must, he must be on a ramen noodle, noodle diet. <laughs> he must be. must be. Ramen noodle and gunpowder. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Derek Lee, shall we? Okay. Derek Todd Lee. Derek Todd Lee, also known as the Baton Rouge serial killer, Brandy. Yeah. Proud, proud communities of southern Louisiana for years before his capture. And eventual conviction in two of at least seven cases of rape and murder of women in 2002 and 2003. Where were you at in 2002, Brandy? Uh, let's see. I had a three-year-old. Okay. So I was... You Did know, you still have that. big hair in 2002? Um, no. You really no, didn't have time a for that. once you had a child. Well, no. Because I was pretty time-consuming getting that hair all poopied up. It was Brandy. How did you how did you prepare for Y two K? I don't think that I did. I think I was just at the mercy of the Y two K epidemic. You know, soon we'll have to start worrying about Y three K. Well, Tim, uh, Timmy, I had ammunition. Plan ahead. Mm-hmm. I had water. I had a generator. I had a panic room. I had a ditch. I had, had a all kinds of, he has a panic room in case and I had to run out of the panic room, and in case the nuclear weapons went off. I don't know. I had lead well, you were ditch. prepared, Colonel. I was prepared. He was really. I had I, cash. I had loonies in case I had to escape to Canada. I had pesos. Canada's mm-hmm. not going to take you. I was all set up. Well, thank God you didn't have to bug out, Colonel. No, it turned out to be okay. I, I was very surprised because the next morning my, I went to the ATM and it worked, Timmy. I was hoping like money would start flying out of ATMs. I was <laughs> I know it'd just go crazy. <laughs> Derek Todley was born on November fifth, Brandy, nineteen sixty eight. In St. Francisville, Louisiana. Oh he was, he was a he was a Leo. That explains a lot of it, Timmy. Yeah, was his parents pregnant? Was his mother pregnant during the holidays? Well, I guess not. Right? Guess not, but she was sore during the holidays, Timmy. Halloween, Brandy, she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Hey, she can was- we time out for just a second? I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. Just cut. No, we don't. Okay, I won't stop recording because. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go through a little bit of the story. Okay. okay. Right. Uh, so, Derek Todd Lee was born to Samuel Ruth and Florence Lee. Derek was the third child born to his parents. He had two older sisters. Derek would eventually have a younger sister that he did not get along well with, Colonel. Well, it's hard to get along with your sisters, Timmy. You didn't have a sister. I did not have any sisters, but you had sisters, right? I did, two of them. And as women are wont to do, Timmy, mm-hmm. they, they nag you. They nag you, I they see. boss you around, they try to tell you how to live your life, they tell you what. They, basically, they prepare you for for later life, you know, when you're going to run into other women that you start dating. 
they prepare yeah. you for the criticism and humiliation and the. Did your uh, sister ever warn you about uh, vagina teeth? She didn't. She never uh, even get women. Don't well, they keep that, that. They keep that secret. That's yeah. That's just, it's like the Illuminati to me. They don't talk about it. They don't. They pretend it doesn't exist. Now claiming, this is his uh, father, Samuel. Uh, Samuel, yeah. His father said, "I don't want another damn kid." And he left his wife as soon as Derek was born. What's your thoughts on that, Colonel? Well, seems crappy. It seems like a kind of a not chivalrous thing to do, Timmy. <laughs> well, and in Florence, his mother blamed the end of her marriage, Brandy, on Derek. Well, that makes sense. Well, he is a direct cause of it. I mean. If the guy says, I don't want this little guy and runs out the house, I mean. So you don't think there's any ambiguity? There's no ambiguity there. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it was pretty clear. I don't want this little guy. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So he was the cause of the end of the marriage, yeah. I'm I'm sure that their marriage was rock solid before that. (laughs) For Florence and the children. Uh, having Samuel out of the picture was actually a, a good deal because he suffered from mental illness, Brandy, and, yeah. eventually, and eventually ended up in a mental institution after being charged with attempted murder of one of his another ex-wife. Oh, goodness. So, How many did he have? I don't know, but it wasn't too bad that he left, I guess. It was turned no, out to be a good no. thing. No, Florence, uh, Florence uh, later married a guy named Coleman Bearer. Coleman. Coleman. Coleman Barrow? Yes. Barrow or Bearer? Barrow, whatever. He, was, he, came, he came bearing Coleman Lanners. Double. <laughs> oh. He, well, he was a responsible man, Brandy, that raised Derek and his sisters as if they were his own children. That's nice. Together, they taught their children the importance of an education and to follow the teachings of the Bible, Colonel. Well, as they should. Yeah, and now, and if this little bastard would have listened, he wouldn't have been out killing people. Now, Colonel Dweebcon, you saved some souls. I I I I saved a bunch of souls, but you know what? I failed on a few, Timmy. I I looked. Now, how was it with how was it with Ben and Heather? Did you did you save their souls? Actually, they looked like they were fraternizing at the. They were fraternizing, but you know what, Timmy? I I made them official. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I legitimized. Their relationship. Oh, I didn't know. So they could go consummate the relationship without nearly the amount of sin that they was doing it in before, Timmy. I I see. (laughs) Well, once you become, it's not the same as being married, but once you become an official colonel couple, you can. You're basically allowed to do whatever you want. You can collaborate. You can fraternize, you can fornicate, you can collaborate, you can instigate, you can do whatever. You can Watergate. They're very, they're a very lovely couple. Can you say, Brandy? They're very sweet. Yes. So uh, I'm glad the Colonel legitimized their relationship so they can take it to the next level. You know, I feel like the Colonel hasn't contributed much to. Any relationship. Well, I, I, it now, was good to see him, though. If you look at some of the people that were there, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, look at, um, oh, I don't know, like Sarah Freeney. Okay, yes, Sarah was there. Yes. I, I talked to them. I put some look hands at you. On, the, on the head to save them. 
and they're not nearly not nearly as uh, the night the train wrecks that they were before. Timmy, they they're you, turning it, their lives around. Well, that's inspirational, Brandy. That you that he could you know reach out uh, to our listeners, uh, uh, someone like uh, uh, who who else was there? Who else am I missing? I'll tell you, uh, now you know who who uh, lovely woman I'm gonna give a shout out to is Diane Trowbridge. Yes, Diane Clark, and Clark's maple syrup. Oh, oh that yeah, was good, man. That, yeah, was so that was some stuff, man. That was some stuff, but. Uh, yeah. Hey, of but course, Jason. Was Jason was there. You saved his soul. No, I failed on Jason. I, I tried, Timmy. I tried, uh, but I know you, know you were you were working hard to save the soul of Karen Barnes, but that that didn't oh, seem to be going. No, no, that that's like I was like water, and she was a duck's ass, Timmy, just bouncing right off of it. <laughs> it was, I've it never heard that expression before. It didn't take really didn't like take. watered off, like water off a duck's back. Yeah, it's not usually off its ass, but yeah. Okay, he changed it. Well, Derek's interest a waterproof ass too, you know. Didn't <laughs> did not know that. Derek's interest in school, Brandy, was limited to the school band. Academically, yeah. academically, Derek struggled. Brandy, he was often outshined by his younger sister. Remember the one he doesn't like, who was a year younger of him, but advanced past him in school. His IQ, Colonel, was uh, below seventy, and it oh, made well, it a cha- good. Made You're it a challenge. Gonna, you- you're not mm-hmm. gonna be splitting at him with that IQ, Timmy. Yeah, well, it made it a challenge him to him to maintain his grades. Well, well, I guess it made, below seventy <laughs> makes it a challenge to tie your fucking shoes. <laughs> I, guess he, I guess he maintained his grades. It was just <laughs> they were shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he made, not, so it wasn't that hard to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> By the time he turned eleven, Brandy, he was caught peeping into the windows of the girls in his neighborhood. I guess in her house, something he would continue to do as an adult. So he he moved that forward. He took that, played that forward, took that with him. People, uh, people, people, people think peeping times are harmless to me. They're not. Mm-hmm. Did they you see where that guy? You see how that guy in Cincinnati? They found him. A couple came home and he was masturbating in their living room naked. What's yeah. your thoughts on that, Brandy? Yeah. Is that what? wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's frowned upon. Well, you know, Timmy, I'm a I'm a football fan, and you know my team's the Broncos. Yes, and, and apparently they had a Halloween party, and a backup quarterback got arrested for trespassing because he walked into you know they, these guys make a lot of money, mm-hmm. and he walked into this home of this very rich couple, and sat on the couch mumbling incoherently. Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> as wait a minute, as one is wont to do <laughs> after a Halloween party, it, it yeah, was, it was he weird. Was in his own house, <laughs> he just, so he thought he was in his own house um, uh, mumbling incoherently. Yeah, and actually he was at some stranger's house. Mumbling. He was wondering who who messed with his furniture. Exactly, and, and well, you know, he's a football player. He's rich. He got all kinds of money that he didn't used to have. He just thought maybe somebody bought him new furniture. Well, you, you never know. Because that happens. But at least he wasn't standing in the living room naked masturbating, Brandy. There is that. There is. Look at you with the silver lining. I'm doing that now, <laughs> Timmy. I'm a, I'm a high, I'm I can do it now. <laughs> yes, you're known for being a glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> you are, Timmy. You're, one of, yes, you're a bucket of sunshine every day, Timmy. 
Derek, Derek also took a liking to torturing animals, cats and dogs, Brandy. We, did, we don't condone that on this podcast. We frown oh. upon that, Demi. Yeah, he's hitting that, uh, what's that? Triad, McDonald's yeah, triad. Yeah, hitting the trifecta. Yeah. At the age of 13, he was arrested uh, for breaking and entering. He was already known to the local police because of his voyeurism, Colonel. But it wasn't until he was 16 that his anger, anger issues got him into real trouble, Brandy. He pulled a knife on a boy during a fight, and he was charged with attempted second-degree murder. And his That's rap serious shit right there. Yeah, his rap sheet was uh, slowly beginning to fill up. At the age 17, Derek was arrested for being a peeping Tom. But mm. even though he was at a high school, dro- he was a high school dropout uh, with multiple arrests, he maintained to stay out of going to juvenile detention uh, home, Brandy. He was able to stay at home. Wow. Um, you know, so. And this is back before ankle bracelets, so. Yeah. In 1988, when he was 20 years old, Derek met and married Jacqueline Denise Sims. I wonder if she played the Sims game, Brandy. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because she was what, actually. What kind of question is that? Well, she's actually a Sim. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she is. I think it was. The couple had two children, Brandy, a boy named after uh, Derek Lee. So he's Derek Todd Lee Jr. So he's got he's that DJ. to be proud of. He's got yeah. that to be proud of. Oh, yeah. And in 1992, they had a little girl named Doris, Doris Lee. So congratulations. Oh. Right. Uh, soon after their marriage. Hold on. Derek, they, had a, they had a Doris Lee? Yeah, yes. Doris Lee. Uh-huh. Okay. Derek Todd Lee and then Doris. Well, Doris, I don't know. Lee was her, Lee was her last name. So Doris Lee. Yeah. Okay. You're right with that? Up. There's two yeah, fucking Yeah, it's just there. too close to Doris Day for me. I see. What? Do you know Doris. she dated more uh, Maury Wills? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. So it was I scandalous, Timmy. It was yeah. scandalous. Back in the day, yeah. Soon after their marriage, of course, Dorsey from Cincinnati. Soon after their marriage, uh, Derek Lee pleaded guilty <laughs> to unauthorized entry into a, an inhabited dwelling, kind of like the quarterback you were just talking about, Colonel. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Over the next, over the next few years, Brandy, he drifted in and out of two worlds. Of course, the peeping Tom world and the world where he was an irresponsible father who worked hard. He worked in construction and took his family took his families on outings on the weekends. So hmm. what do you think about that, Brandy? He took him to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, well, good for that. In oh, the gosh. other world, though, he cruised local bars dressed in dapper attire. What do you think about that, Brandy? And spent dapper. time drinking and having extramarital affairs with women. With women. Let me ask you let me ask you a question, Brandy. If a guy if a guy's trying to get your attention, if he has dapper attire, will it will it, will it get him a little bit further than? We get him anywhere, would you, devil? I do. I do love a dapper man. Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't so marry the... a dapper man, but I do. I do love a man. Oh, that's, hold, hold, that's hold on, dapper. just a goddamn minute! I would not stand here while you sully Dave's name. Well, yeah, Dave is pretty dapper. Is a dapper not standing man anywhere? As I've seen, can I ask you a question? Does Dave wear suspenders? He does. Goddamn dapper right there. It's yeah, dapper. So. I don't know why you, you're yeah. besmirching your, your husband's attire. 
I was just uh, trying to give hope to, I mean, because obviously you better hang on to him because I don't think Lanny is going to be a dapper uh, dresser. You don't think he's going to be a dapper dad man? No. I mean, he has that, uh, what's that, where, where does he work at, Colonel? Pet Lanny? Boys. Pet Boys. Pet Boys. Uh... Yeah, Pet Boys. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, they wear that shirt. I don't know if he's going to be the kind of man you need, Brandy. So you better hang on to, to Dave. I, now, okay. Jacqueline, you know, Mrs. Lee, she knew all about uh, Derek's infidelities, Brandy. But she was devoted to him. Yeah. She, also, she also became used to him being arrested, which, you know, well, yeah. after, uh, after a few times, you, you kind of get used well, to it. Hasn't Mrs. Colonel become a debt? Had become <laughs> yeah. used to that as well? I don't. I don't she's fine. Yeah, <laughs> she just leaves you sit there. <laughs> the times. Have you ever called her from the pokey, Colonel? No, I've learned not to do. It. I did one time. She told me she wasn't coming to get me, so yep. I learned to call other Wait. people, Timmy. She was busy getting a pedicure or watching paint dry or something like. No. Chuck no, has she, a fo- Chuck has a phone tree for when he sends it to Justice Center. I actually, she actually told my brother she it was it, we we had this all planned out, Timmy, because they weren't they were only holding us; they were not charging us, and uh-huh. uh, it was just it was one of those things. That's it's just a misunderstanding. A misunderstanding. Sure. And. uh so we're in a cell, and all we got to do is have somebody come and pick us up, right? Right. And sign us out. And uh, Because that's, you know, most adults have to do that from time to time. Yes. Yes. And she was, she was more fond of my brother than she was me. Mm-hmm. And so I tell my brother, you know, hey, go, go, go call her, and she'll come and get you. And once you get out, we got to see I had done this geometry in my head. Yeah, and sure. It was a perfect plan. It was a perfect plan. What I was mm-hmm. not, and I told you, Timmy, my brother was, he was, he was, he, he was a boxer. He was, did all kinds of things. And he was a very, very rough man. And I said, just you get out and then you can sign me out. It was a perfect plan. It was a perfect. It does plan. sound plan, well planned out, Brandy. Well, you know, you're going to have a jailbreak. What I was not planning on, Timmy. Is him being afraid of her. Mm-hmm. Because he called and explained that there was just a slight misunderstanding. And could she come and get him? Mm-hmm. Which she immediately agreed to. And the plan was perfect. And then mm-hmm. she said, where is your brother? <laughs> so she didn't know you were there. She did not. She knew that, yes, she did not know. And my brother choked Timmy. He broke down and mm-hmm. said he was afraid to lie to her. Yeah. And he said, well, I think I don't. I, I, he, he's, he's in the cell with me. <laughs> and she said to him, well, then it seems to me that you two want to go out and act like children. Maybe you ought to be calling your mother and hung up on <laughs> Did she come get you? No. She didn't come and get me. She let us sit there. So, did your mother come get you? <laughs> no, I had to go. Finally, his brother-in-law, his wife's brother, came and got us. But we sat there for quite a while, Timmy. Well, See? Yeah. She just time, lets you sit there. Probably the quietest she's ever had the house. And I, uh, 
One time I was in there and I was like, no, I don't need a pillow. I don't need a blanket. You know, I'll be out of here in a few minutes. Somebody's coming down to get me. That was it. Oh, I don't know, Timmy, 4.30 p.m., 4.30 a.m. I finally, at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Timmy, my mother came and got me. (laughs) After she had gone to the grocery store and everything else. Well, she had things she had to do. Had a girl. I bet. I bet those guys in in the cell were so fucking glad Brandy when he left. Oh, yeah, you know, know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Let they're like they're like rest. Yeah, they're like taking up a collection. It's <laughs> barely getting the hell out of there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm making uh, money. I didn't even have any bond. I just needed somebody to sign to get me out. Well, like you, Colonel, the time that Derek spent in prison became almost a welcome relief uh, to to his wife compared to the volatile atmosphere he created when he was at home. So it sounds it just is. like, yeah, it sounds like your situation. This is Chuck yeah. and Renee's love story. <laughs> in 1996, Jacqueline's father was killed in a plant explosion, Brandy. We're sorry to hear about that. But she was awarded a quarter of a million dollars. And with this financial boost, uh, Derek was now able to dress better, buy better cars, and sport, spend more money on his girlfriend, Cassandra Green. I can so, see why I think so. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, isn't it funny, Colonel, that, you know, this man is killed in an industrial accident and some stranger that he doesn't even know who's dating his son-in-law on the side benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well. Sometimes fortune smiles on you, Timmy. <laughs> but as quickly smiled on him. But as quickly as the money came in, Brandy, he spent it, and yeah, he was back clearly. living off his earned wages. Except now he had another mouth to feed because Cassandra Green, remember her? Uh, she had given. Oh yes. <laughs> for last I, for, <laughs> last paragraph. I got it. <laughs> Cassandra had given birth to their son, who they named Derek Lee. So there's two Derek Lee juniors running around. They're not very creative at naming their (laughs) children. Can you have two juniors? Yeah, junior, junior. (laughs) You can, but he's not a junior. He's, uh, let's see, because the one kid was named Derek Todd Lee Jr., which, is that his name? Yes. So he's not a real junior. He's just Derek Lee. Well, I think... yeah, but it's the same name. He's from a different the third. one. Yeah, but he, I mean, is. isn't that, the, third. the third thing has to be the next generation, doesn't it? Call him Trey. I don't know. <laughs> this is fucked up. <laughs> Trey. In June 1999, Colette Walker, Brandy, 36, of St. Francisville, Louisiana, filed stalking charges against Derek after he muscled his way into her apartment trying to convince her that the two should date. Well, nothing convinces somebody to date you like, like breaking in, and like breaking showing it. up in their apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but really, is there a more effective way, Timmy? I mean, well, Colonel, shows, have you muscled your way into relationships? <clears throat> what shows I care more than sneaking into your apartment at two a.m. Timmy? Well, he's got a point, Brandy. I mean, that shows I will work for your love. That's what he's telling her. It also shows, I'm a little bit crazy. Well, I'm just saying it shows an initiative. It shows a man who 
sets his sights on a goal and is willing to willing to do what it takes to meet that goal. So well, I remember think, though, she doesn't know who he is at this time. And well, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying the plan was flawless, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's not a proper introduction, Brandy. Well, it's you not have a proper introduction that. at all. But I'm but just the, saying if you break into somebody's apartment just to meet them, I mean that's showing that you the shows you care. Some, shows it shows you you're care. willing to work. Exactly. Well, she kind of pushed him out of the apartment. And he, he left her, though, with his phone number and suggested Brandy that she give him a call. Sure. Uh, so, days, late, days later, a friend who lived close to Colette asked her about Derek Lee, who had been lurking around her apartment. So on another occasion, uh, Colette caught him, Derek, uh, peeping in her windows, Brandy, and she called the police. Well, she that, called the police. See, it seems that she was not nearly as appreciative of his affection. That she could have been. Well, even with his history of being a peeping Tom and various other arrests, Derek did little time for the charge of stalking and unlawful entry. In a plea bargain, Brandy, he pleaded guilty and received probation. Against the directions of the court, he began. He again went looking for Colette, but wisely she had moved. Brandy. Oh yeah, her. It she went on. She moved on with her life. If you're gonna, Ugh. if you're gonna show up into somebody's apartment at two a.m. that does not know you, Timmy, mm-hmm. where, where are you getting two a.m.? I don't know. He, I, he's I, I'm in the middle of the day. <laughs> okay, it's still inappropriate, Brandy. <laughs> it's inappropriate at any time, but it, yeah, actually, yeah, but it's not as bad at three p.m. Sleeping. But bring flowers, bring a pizza, bring something like that, chocolate. Because if she got the PMS, that will calm her down, Timmy. Right? See, now, that's something that Noah could learn if you let him listen yeah. to the show. But Noah could learn all about the devil PMS. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking he's figured that out. He's going to have to learn to deal with that on his own. Life was becoming stressful for Derek Lee. It's going to be stressful for Noah, too, because she ain't teaching him important life lessons. The money was gone, and the finances were tight. He was arguing with Cassandra a lot, and in February 2000, the fighting fighting escalated into violence, Brandy. And she she started the proceedings to get a protective order prohibiting Derek from getting near her. Are they building a deck behind you? (laughs) Huh? Are they building a deck behind you? Actually, that's what what was going on outside, yeah. Uh, three days later, so he got he got a she got a restraining order against him. Three days later, he caught up with her in a bar parking lot and beat her up. She's not cool. Mm-hmm. She pressed charges, and his probation was revoked. Brandy, good. He spent the following year in prison until his release in February of two thousand and one. He was placed under house arrest and required to wear a monitoring equipment. So they did have it back then. Oh, well, they did have it. Yeah, well, this is a little bit further along in the story. In May 2001, Derek was found guilty of violating the terms of his parole by removing the equipment. And instead of having his probation revoked, he was uh, given a legal slap on the hand, Brandy, and not returned to prison. Not even on the wrist. Gave it right to him on the hand. You know, once a, we mm-hmm. find this. Don't we find this a lot where they've had the legal system had so many opportunities to 
to, you know, follow the law and put these people where they need to be and blah, blah, blah. And all these warning signals and they just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, or that they, happens they, far they, too they often. Don't follow up, they don't follow up on leads or what. Someone mm-hmm. runs up to them crying, saying that they're naked and someone's chasing them with that yeah. chainsaw. And just, oh, no, no. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah be overreacting. Dahmer thing. Once again, the opportunity to remove Der- uh, Derek Todd Lee from society was lost, Brandy. A decision that likely haunts those who made it. I'm guessing it doesn't, but okay. It is around this time that people started to be killed in Baton Rouge when Derek Todd Lee committed his first or last rape and murder of an unsuspecting woman is unknown. So Brandy's going to tell us all about the victims of one Derek Todd Lee, the Baton Rouge serial killer. Tell us the tale, devil. Well, I will. Thank you. So his first victim is believed to be 23-year-old Connie Warner. On August 23, 1992, Derek bludgeoned Warner to death with a hammer in nearby Zachary, Louisiana. Her body was discovered in a wooded area one week later. On April 2nd, 19... No, it's not. On April 2nd, 1993, so... Jesus. Okay. A teenage couple... Yeah, a teenage couple was parked in an isolated area and necking. How about that? What do you think about that, Tim? Well, necking can lead to babies. That's what I've learned. Uh, your thoughts, Colonel? He's we lost it. Well, then you have babies, and then the man leaves because he don't want the baby. Just like what poor Derek Lee. Yes. Well, I, so he, necking, needs a, he needs a Derek Lee the fourth. <laughs> necking will leave you... Uh, naked and afraid and alone, Timmy. Yeah. I see. Uh, let's see. So they were I in an isolated. I know you do. I think naked it's naked and afraid. Well, I think it's stupid. Um, let's see. They were in an isolated area and they were necking when they were attacked by a large man who hacked at them with a six foot harvesting tool. Hey, your so thoughts like on that? Grim, so, like the Grim Reaper? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even know what a hobbit did. He run him over with a tractor, a thrasher. No, like, I mean, I think it's like a scythe. So he was the Grim Reaper. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, the attacker only uh, only stopping and fleeing as another car approached. Uh, to I assume neck beside the necking couple. Hold on a second. What's that? Is it like a noise or something? It's Chuck. I don't Chuck. hear anything. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I hear you. But it was like a someone's calling in or something. Can you edit that part out? Yeah, I can. I can edit. Okay, okay. just mark it so you can edit this part. Okay. Well, do okay. like all right. Uh, the attacker only stopping and fleeing as another car approached. Uh, both survived, and the girl Michelle Chapman would later identify Derek Toddley as the attacker in a police lineup. So they, survi- they, they survived the being attacked by the six-foot harvesting tool. But fuck, yeah, I guess. Dude, that's some shit right there. They're badass. Yeah, that's um, some scary shit. Yeah. That I is got, literally the I Grim Reaper showing up. by two farmers, Timmy. By two farmers? Two farmers. With harvesting tools? Oh, with all kinds of shotguns, harvesting tools. I escaped. This is a long story. Good. But, okay, stop it. All I wanted right. was some ears of corn. That's all. I'm they had all kinds. They had fields and fields of corn. We were camping out. I thought 
I don't understand why we're hearing this story when we've expressed no interest in it. Nice. You, were you with a dog named Boo? <laughs> I was. It was just me <laughs> and you and a dog named Boo. We was traveling, living <laughs> off the land, Timmy. No, McDonald. So you right. yeah. tacked you with a harvesting tool. Tried to run him <laughs> exactly. over the combine. <laughs> you escape with your life. Um, okay, so Lee's raping and killing spree would last another 10 years with DNA evidence eventually linking him to seven victims who suffered from his vicious attacks. Derek's next victim was 41-year-old Gina Wilson Green. On September 24, 2001, Green, a nurse and office manager for Home Infusion Network, was found murdered in her home on Stanford Avenue near Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. LSU, Brandy. Yes. Go Tigers. Uh, Go Tigers. According to autopsy reports, she'd been raped and strangled. Investigators determined that her purse and cell phone were missing. The cell phone was located weeks after her murder in an alley in another area of Baton Rouge. So this is apparently pretty recent that this all happened. Yeah, 2000s. Yeah. Uh, Weeks before she was murdered, she told a friend and her mother that she felt as if she were being watched. DNA evidence later tied Lee to the murder. Okay. On April 18th, 1998, Randy Marrier, 28, divorced mother of three-year-old son, ugh, was uh, raped, beaten, and stabbed to death. She lived in Oak Shadow Subdivision in Zachary, Louisiana, which is also where her three-year-old son was found wandering around in the front yard in the following morning that Randy had gone missing. Uh. Uh, Her body was never found. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But evidence found at her home has been connected to Derek Todd Lee. Randy lived almost next door to to Connie Warner, who was murdered in 1992. What the fuck is that? Something broke over here. I don't know what it is. Okay, I was opening up a damn thing of Pop-Tarts. Oh, Uh, don't judge me, devil. Your popcorn-eating, sound-ruining. Uh-huh. On you know what group 14th. I miss, Devil? I was just thinking about you the other day. When what? the song came over the radio. White Snake. I wish White Snake <sighs> would make a comeback. I, do I like that girl I laid on a, the car. Was that White Snake? She's, yeah, but she's crazy. Tommy Katane. Yeah. Didn't she she married a baseball player and beat the shit out of him? Beat the hell yeah. out of him. Yeah. She probably yeah. don't look hot now. No, she's been road hard and put away wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. On January 14th of 2002, Geraldine, 
DeSoto, 21. <laughs> you know, and I thought I was going to be the problem because Noah is here with me, but no, it's not. <laughs> it's Chuck. Yeah. It's our, it's our sound engineer. I've got a lot going on around here, Jimmy. <laughs> He's naked. He's eating Pop-Tarts mm-hmm. in the middle of a construction site. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Geraldine DeSoto, 21, from Addis, Louisiana, was a student at Louisiana State University and was planning to attend graduate school in the fall in the fall of 2002. On the morning she was murdered, she made arrangements for a job interview later that same day. She wanted to be able to pay for her upcoming tuition, but she never made it to the interview. Geraldine was found by her husband dead inside their home. She'd been raped, brutally beaten, and stabbed to death. Their home was located on Highway 1, which is the main road Derek Todd Lee traveled to and from work at the Dow Chemical Plant in Bursley, Louisiana. No, oh, so he worked at Dow. He had like one of those yeah. Dow insignias on his uniform. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Geraldine's husband, naturally, was the lead suspect in her murder before DNA evidence. Well, why is that? Why is the husband always the number one suspect? The husband always bad guy, Timmy. The husband always got to take the blame for everything. Yeah, why is that, Brandy? Uh, I, you know, because half the time y'all did it. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. On May 31st, 2002, Charlotte Murray Pace, 21, was murdered right before she was to become the youngest student in Louisiana state history to receive her master's degree in business administration. Her roommate found her dead in their apartment. Uh, they had moved to an apartment a week before the murder from a rental home on Stanford Avenue close to where Gina Wilson-Green lived when she was murdered. There were signs that Pace put up a powerful fight. Autopsy reports say that she had been raped and stabbed over 80 times. Oh, God. Of course, DNA linked her murder to Derek Todd Lee. You know, I, okay. He's on a dick. July, oh, well, clearly. On July 9th, 2002, Diane Alexander of St. Martin Parish was raped, beaten, and strangled inside her home. She survived because her son walked in during the commission of the crime, frightening Derek out of the back of the house. Alexander's son chased Lee through the back of the house and was able to get a description of the car. Alexander had details as to what Derek looked like, and on May 22, 2003, Alexander was able to describe Lee to a police sketch artist. Are you, you got the top down in your driving, or what you doing there? What? Do you hear the wind? Do you hear the wind blowing against her? It's like you got. That's not me. Oh, maybe it's off. Maybe Timmy really is doing what he was talking about. Okay, no, uh, not me. I'm not moving. I think oh, it's you. Okay. It's well, not you're me. Just doing, minding my own you, business. Are you just doing the heavy breathing into the phone? I am. Yeah. Maybe there's a fourth person on this call. <laughs> I'm against that. Be. I'm against uh, that. Let's see. Uh, okay, so she survived the attack and helped the police put together a composite of Lee. Diane would labor, later write a book about her ordeal. On July 12, 2002, Pamela Kinnamore, 44, was a mother, wife, and business owner. She had an antique store in Denham Springs, Louisiana, and lived in Briarwood Place Subdivision in Baton Rouge. Pamela was kidnapped from her home, beaten, raped, and her throat was cut. Uh, investigators did not find any evidence that her killer broke into the home. He either came through an opened window or a door, or she let him enter. Her body was discovered four days after she went missing, concealed under brushes, bushes, uh, about 20 miles from Baton Rouge in an area called Whiskey Bay. 
a small silver toe ring that she had almost always worn was missing. And police believed it was taken by Derek Toddley as a trophy. On November 21st, 2002, Trinicia Dini Collum, 23, of Lafayette, was grieving over the recent loss of her mother when she was kidnapped from her mother's burial site. This guy really has no shame. Good God. No, it was, he was what, especially horrific, even in terms of serial killers. Right. Um, he gives serial killing a bad name. Yeah, they wouldn't even like letting join their social killer association, SKA. No, yeah. okay. It wasn't letting play Dungeons Dragons or anything. SKAA. Yeah, that's right. Her body uh, was found three days after she'd gone missing, about 20 miles from where her car was found in Scott, Louisiana. She'd been raped and beaten to death, and DNA was later linked, of course, to who? Who? Anybody want to guess? Derek Todd Lee. Derek Todd Lee. Senior, yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. On yeah, there's a lot March, of Derek Todd Lee's running around at this point. There is. You've got to be specific. On March 3rd, 2003, Carrie Lynn Yoder. A university student was living in Baton Rouge when she was kidnapped from her LSU apartment, beaten, raped, and strangled to death. He's got a M.O. Uh, on March 13, 2003, her decomposing body was found in Whiskey Bay, near the same location to where Pam Kennemore's body had been found. Unlike Pam's body, which seemed to be carefully placed and hidden, Carrie's body appeared to have been tossed from the bridge. DNA evidence linked... Derek Todd Lee to her murder. Now I'm assuming that all of the DNA evidence, uh, you know, happened later, because if we're going along here and they keep linking all these things to DNA evidence, right, right, find this dumb son of a bitch, mm, then we've right. got a problem. Um, on August 23rd, 1990- well, remember they it happened in a short, really a short period, 2002, 2003. So yeah, he was on, a, he was moving fast. He was on a, yeah, he was on a spree, kind of. Well, we've got this one. Okay, and I'm going to read this, and I don't understand. It's 2003. It's 2003, Brandy. Oh, okay. Well, I still, okay. Let's, on August 23rd, 2003, Connie Warner of Zachary, Louisiana, was bludgeoned to death with a hammer, and her body was found on September 2nd near the Cape Capitol Lakes Bridge in Baton Rouge. So far, no evidence has linked Lee to her murder, so I don't even know why she is on Well, there. because it was in that same time period where these other women were being what? killed. Don't try and accuse the man of something he didn't do. <laughs> I'm besmirching I mean, the good name got, of Derek Godley. You got your own problems, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I don't want to pile on. you piling on to I, I, I would like Jeez. to apologize to Derek Godley for my... <laughs> I mean, Comments. you're just trying to pin. Or you want to pin the Limburger baby on him, or, <laughs> you know, Kennedy, anything? All right. So, these are the known victims who have been linked to Derek Toddley, except for that last one. Police believe Derek was responsible for many other deaths, but do not have strong enough evidence in those cases to link him to link them to him beyond a reasonable doubt. So, Charles. Please tell me about his inevitable arrest and unfortunate incarceration. Timmy's going to tell you about that devil. See, my new my new gig, I told people that I was trying to, uh, that my agent was close to making a deal. Well, it's from now on that Timmy does my parts. 
He yeah. forgot to he forgot to bring his script, Randy. You okay, okay script I forgot off. my script. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I fucking gave it to you. I asked you if you had it yesterday. Tim gave it to you. You got it. You gonna have it? Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. I got it. I had <laughs> it. When you said you have my script, the script, I had it. All right. Like you're in a talk, but I was in a different location. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Colonel. We you you mean well. Investigations. <laughs> Investigations into several unsolved murders, murder cases of women in Baton Rouge were, was going nowhere. There were there are many reasons why Derek Todd Lee, who is somewhat who was somewhat mentally challenged, Brandy, managed yes, to avoid getting way. caught. One, he well, stayed because, on the move. He stayed on the move. There are so many Derek Todd Lees running around there. Yeah. yeah there's like yeah. four or five of them. He was constantly changing jobs, moving from cities and uh, to city in South Louisiana, and doing time in and out of prison. It was not until he focused on areas around LSU uh, and left uh, bodies of two of his victims at a boat launch in Whiskey Bay that investigators moved in uh, and started solving the murders. Uh, that, at that point, they identified that there was a serial killer on the on the loose. Communication, really? yeah, communications. <laughs> communications among detectives from city to another city at that point were rare. They didn't communicate a lot, Brandy. And Lee jumped from no, one parish. Brand new. Yeah, <laughs> he jumped from one parish to another, Brandy, and uh, so that's how he avoided uh, detection. Uh, so. There, from 1991 to 2001, they think some of his murders go way back. There were 53 unsolved murders of women in the Baton Rouge area. The women came from all different backgrounds, and uh, as and they died in different ways. The city was on high alert, Brandy, and the government right. was on the hot seat. Local <laughs> officials. In August 2002, Baton Rouge Area Multi-Agency Task Force was formed, and communications, they got phones, bring them in between the two parishes or the different parishes. But instead of catching a killer, the task force ended up having more murders to solve. So they started finding more and more victims. That's one of the things the task force was able to accomplish. For the next two years, 18 more women turned up dead. And the only leads police had handed, uh, had, uh, handed them, uh, uh, headed them in the wrong direction. What investigators did not know at the time, Brandy, or did not tell the public at least, was it is that there were two, maybe three serial killers responsible for so many murders. So the South, F- South Louisiana is a hotbed for serial killers. Well, it was during this period. The FBI was brought in. Profilers came, you know, uh, d- uh, came up with a composite of the killer. Uh, they felt that he would be middle-aged, white male, living alone, and probably with a criminal record, Brandy. Well, they got part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, So when it came to discovering and capturing Derek Todd Lee, uh, though serial killer profile did not work because, Brandy, he was black and most serial killers are white, white males. Oh, I didn't know he was black. Yeah. Don't act like you knew. You don't even have the fucking script. (laughs) I looked him up before we did it. So know who we were talking about. You know what you should have done is looked up the script. <laughs> well, Timmy did an email to me. I, have, I did send it to you to your work email to my, Yeah, and where was I going to be on Saturday? At my house. 
most serial killers pick their victims of their own race, Brandy. Uh, and Lee's victims were both black and white women. Most serial killers uh, use the method of killing like a signature so that they receive credit for the kill. But Lee, as we said, he used different methods. Remember, he used the large fr- harvesting tool. I do. Them. So he wasn't looking. He wasn't looking for fame and fortune. He wasn't looking no. for the accolades. Right. No, he was just, he no, kind of behind the scenes. He was kind of <laughs> behind the scene killer. Uh, Derek Todd Lee did one thing that fit the profile, though. Brandy, he kept trinkets from his victims. You know, his uh, that'll get you. His souvenirs, right? ring, and yeah, that'll yeah. get you. In two thousand and two, a composite sketch of the suspected serial killer was released to the public. The picture was that of a white man with a long nose, Colonel, a long so face, they were and so long close. hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where. Wait, how did you come up with that? What happened to the composite that the other lady did? And I guess they didn't use it. As soon as the picture was released, the task force became inundated with phone calls, and the investigation bogged down on following up on tips for a, a long-nosed, long-faced, long-haired white man. Christ in a sidecar, first of all. How in the hell... Did they come up with this composite? Like, did they ask? No. Like, did they just make it up? Because I feel like they just made it up. <laughs> well, it, it was like late in the day. It was he had yeah. a deadline. <laughs> I think they have. Have you ever looked? If you get twenty composite pictures of killers and put them side by side, they all look the same. They use the same one over and over and over again. It's just a generic thing. It wasn't. It was not until May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're full of shit. No, he's like six foot tall, brown hair. Uh, well, he may have build. a. Did he have a long this, nose, Colonel? Wait a minute. You've missed the entire thing about him being black. No, I'm just saying the composite drawers, because all serial killers turn out to look the same. They just have a little boilerplate template for him. Is that what it's it like, is? Yeah, look for this man. I had something like that for Barbies. They were called fashion plates. And yeah. you just put like different things in it. Yeah. Fashion plates were the shit. Did you have an easy bake oven? I did, but that shit took forever to bake anything. Not did you, you bake a brownies? light bulb in there. No, well, yeah, I guess. Did I make what, Tim? Pop brownies. No, mom wouldn't let me. Must have not- had one. I got tired of waiting, so I figured a 15 watt light bulb or whatever it was, like a seven and a half watt light bulb. I just cranked this motherfucker <laughs> up to 11 and I put a hundred watts. He's making a roast there. in it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Whole fucking That's what thing it's designed melted. for. Burned Casserole. Down. I burned down a goddamn easy bake oven. Nice. Did you ever do inappropriate things with Ken and Barbie? <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> I still do. If I'm in the store and I see like stuffed animals, you always have a big orgy and stuff with stuffed animals. I have one doing doggy style on uh, the, you know. I wondered who kept doing that in Hobby Lobby. That's They're me. looking for you. And then I like to take the letters. You know, you go to Michael's and they got all those letters that spell out words. Yeah, letters do spell out words, Brandy. Yeah. It's crazy how that works out. Yeah, you set the display up to say, you know. Anal. I mean, it just makes me giggle. <laughs> of course it does. It was not until May 23rd, 2003, that the Baton Rouge Area Multi-Agency Task Force, that's hard to say, Brandy, released oh, yeah. a sketch of a man 
wanted for questioning about attacks on women, a woman in St. Martin Parish. He was described as well, he was described as a clean cut, light skinned black male with short brown hair and brown eyes. It was said that he was probably in his late twenties, early thirties. And finally, Brandy, the investigation was now on track. Well, it around, sounds like they were better than they were. <laughs> around the same time, as the sketch was released, DNA was being collected. Brandy, you asked about that. Finally. In parishes where the unsolved murders of the women took place. At the time, Derek was living in some West Felician parish and was asked to give a swab, Brandy. Have you ever been swab. asked to give a swab? Uh, no, I have not. Colonel, you ever you give a swab? Don't you get a swab every time you go to the female post doctor? Yeah, it's, do it's a little different. It's don't a little sw- different. Don't they swab the decks and scrape the barnacles and whatnot? <laughs> it's a little different there. Okay. How do they? What do they do during the pap smear? How do they smear that? They, they smear the paps. Do they have little <laughs> bottles that just say pap on them? What is pap? That's what I want to know. Is it like a paste? And why smear it? Why smear it all over the place? Yeah, can't you just spread it out evenly? No, we're just going to do a pap smear. Just like grab a whole handful of it. It doesn't sound hygienic, Brandy. It just seems like they're being lazy. You know what I mean? Just do how about a First pat, of all, pat, they probably yeah. didn't collar in between the lines in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, First do. of all, they're not going in there with an ice cream scoop to get stuff out. <laughs> and a melon well, they're, smearing, they're smearing. It's the a pass. Q-tip. It's a Q-tip. They get, I hate you guys. Just go, just go on. Well, no, tell us more. We need to know more about this procedure no, because... You don't. I, it just seems really like they don't. could do it more... more uh, well, actually, Brandy, we know about it. We just want you to say it so we our just, listeners will have the benefit of learning. Yeah, uh, my guess is that they know about it as well. I feel like I feel like all of our female listeners who would need to know this, you know, they they, they have try, had their paps smeared. Is that they what you're have, they have, and you know, if you if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't had it done, find a professional and God, <laughs> get it done. Really check on Yelp. To make sure, or Angie's list somewhere, yeah. To make sure you're getting a good pap smearer, because yeah, if because you get a bad smearer, it could, it, it's not, it could not, it could go south. Well, am I right, Brandon? Go south real quick, real yeah, quick. Yeah. I think they, uh, you could have a. Uh, see, when you're doing a smear, and, and yeah. this is what's always bothered me. Wait a minute, is this your you, professional assessment? Because I'm, it is so excited. As you know, I've spent much time studying the studying the female parts, right? Right. And, and a pop smear, when you're smearing, it could go anywhere from the taint to the belly button, Timmy. Well, okay. Right? And you right. might have you might pick up like belly button lint, and then the woman has to go through all kinds of tests because they find oh, yeah. abnormalities, right? Yeah. Brandy, so, is that a concern of yours? Uh, my concern is this entire line of bullshit that it seems to be pap smearing from Chuck's face hole. Well, he's trying to. He likes to educate women on health. He's a he's a big bodies. Mm-hmm. He you know, he's I mean, a big proponent of women's health. If someone came out and said we're going to do a pap 
surgical spread. Then you it would know, better. I'm not going to leave with that shit on my forehead and my hair and everything else. Yeah. Get all over the carpet. Stick your head in there. It'll get all over the carpet. It will. Mm. As much as I love having a pap mansplain to me. What do you think pap is made of? (laughs) Barley. Yeah. Does it have have calories? Can you get pap zero? Can you know? Can you say I'm trying to cut back on my carbs? I don't know. It's organic. It's organic. Okay. So. Mm. You're in, and and I believe it is vegan as well. Well, that's good to know. See, that's why I love having you on this show, Brandy. Well, yeah, I, and I love having my body explained, mansplained to me. Oh, good. And yeah. I'm sure our well, listeners so, like to learn. You know, sometimes, they like to learn. sometimes when you're real close to something, you don't really see the forest for the trees, devil. Yeah, you have to stand back. You have and look to stand at back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a better, greater understanding of it. Yeah, you get a better perspective. Mm-hmm. Huh? Well, you know, sometimes, Colonel, we should step back and look at our penises. I mean, that's... Yes, you should. You should yes, step you back should. and take a look. <laughs> Every time I step back, my penis comes with me, Timmy. It's kind well, of hard to get that shit out of the Well, that, and that's Brandy, and that is why he's in yoga. It is. I'm trying that's to I'm learning... I'm learning how to master my body yes. parts, devil. You're learning how to Ron Jeremy <laughs> yourself is what you're trying to learn. <laughs> so anyway, they do a swab on Derek Todley and uh, his criminal the criminal history of Derek Todley interested the investigators, and so did his appearance, uh, which looked uh, amazingly like the new composite sketch that was out. Not the oh, one where damn. he was a, a white guy with a big nose, right? But the one where he was a light colored uh, white uh, uh, African American in his late twenties. So fearing oh. that he would soon kill again, look how that uh, turned out. And let me ask you another question: When they went in and did this DNA analysis, did just lights start going off? I think little light bulbs went over their heads. It would have had to have. I mean, I can imagine it's one of those deals when you win like a teddy bear at the fair. Lights, siren, <laughs> bell. Right, when you, when you, uh, yeah, when you uh, take the sledgehammer and. Exactly. Yeah, hit the little bell. So fearing that he would kill again, investigators asked for a rush job on Derek's DNA. And within a few weeks, they had their answer. Because, you know, this is back in the day when it took a while to get DNA matched. Yeah. Uh, Derek Todd Lee's DNA matched samples from. The ladies Yoder, Green, Pace, Kilmore, and Colobum. Derek and his family fled Louisiana on the same day, Brandy, that he volunteered for the DNA testing. So that if they, is not if suspicious. They, no, but, but uh, he he decided to move, uh, sure. relocate. Uh, mm-hmm. He but he was soon caught in the city of Atlanta. And, city of far. Uh, no, not too far. I'm on the city. Okay. In the hot, uh, hot. Hotlanta. He was caught and returned to Louisiana a day after his arrest warrant was issued. And you know there what they so- put him on, Timmy? What did what? they put him on? Uh, on midnight train to Georgia, Timmy. They did. Oh, Woo-hoo. from Georgia. Woo-hoo. You went on a midnight uh, train from Georgia. It was a rainy night in Georgia. Uh, Colonel, what's your thoughts on Whitey Bulger? Whitey what Bulger? What the fuck? Why, how, why are you... How are you you beat to death an 89 year old man in a wheelchair. They gouged <laughs> wheelchair. out his eyes, dude. Yeah. Try to cut out his tongue. 
Mm-hmm. And what do you think about that, Brandy? Snitches? Well, that's true. And I don't understand why he, whatever, it, the whole thing's weird. And it's one of those deals where, you know, they took, they kind of took care of their own, I guess. It seems yeah. like that, it, seem, it seems to be a lover's spat to me. When they get that violent and that personal, mm-hmm. I think it's a lover's, a lover's spat. spat. Well, since mm-hmm. he'd been there like all of a day. No, it was like two hours or something. Yeah, I can see oh, why they you switched think prisons so. on him. That's what. Yeah, they yeah they killed him in yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, hmm. yeah, he requested a, a move into Gen Pop because I watch top shows. That Gen seems Pop. stay out of Gen Pop, uh, Brandy. <laughs> that seemed to be a wise, uh, a poor decision, especially yeah. when I'm, in the wheelchair. I'm sure he would like to revisit it. <laughs> he would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was probably not the best decision he's ever made. <laughs> he did not. He did not see that coming to me. Once he his eyes not. were gouged out, you know what? He did not. I wonder if he did though. I wonder if he was like, you know what? I'm gonna die. I am whatever. Oh, you I'm think it was like in death by inmate or something? Well, it was definitely death by inmate. But well, it's like okay. Somebody shanked me in the goddamn heart. Suicide by inmate. Eyes out, yeah. Shit. Well, I mean, but seriously, don't you just think maybe he was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with all this crap, and just requested to move, knowing that he would get. Killed. killed, maybe he was like ninety two. See, no, yeah, but yeah, they have a whole lot to look forward to after you're <laughs> sick and you're in prison and you're ninety two. Right, your better days are behind you, Colonel. They yes. are. Yeah, and how you like being ninety two year old and being a fish in prison? That's not fun to me. Well, you know, you get back to your question though, Colonel. When they gouged out one eye, his other eye should be able to see that. Well. And in fairness, dead first? I don't know. It's like the thing, you know, an eye for an eye. So to catch the guy, you just got to find somebody that's walking around with one eye. Well, if, and you know, if there's the, any justice in this world. That you know, I just see him in his too. wheelchair after his eyes is gouged out. And he's kind of like putting his hands out, trying to protect himself. It was probably a sad, a sad ending. Well, no, he probably, if they tried to cut out his tongue, how do you succeed in gouging out somebody's eyes, but you can't manage the tongue? The tongue well, I guess not. Part. Yeah, yeah, they got caught, I guess. Well, they need got, some bite or they heard somebody coming. the tongue and pull them out. Yeah, but I don't think they usually issue vice grips in prison, do they, Brandy? Uh, not generally speaking, no. But, you know, the, my question is, why is there so much, like, that had to take a little bit of time to do all that, like, where are the freaking well, guards? Well, he, they moved him away from the cameras. I guess there was some part in the cell where the cameras wouldn't pick up. And they moved him away in his wheelchair. And, uh, I, yeah, I think he'd only been there like a couple of hours. So I don't know how they got that together so quickly. But, but I mean, See, still. Normally people bring time. you like loaves of that friendship bread, you know, the shit they put in the little. Yes, you know, oh, that's what they do in prison. Yeah. <laughs> like Mom a welcoming thing. Bread. Yeah. yeah, Amish friendship bread. Yes, that's what Amish happened. Friendship bread. I, I think instead of him, he got sodomy and his eyes gouged out. Well, hmm. there was. What was it? It was a sad ending, Brandy. I I'm okay. Do you want me to finish this? Yes. Yeah. Why don't you? Well, bring us home, Brandy. Wrap it up, girl. There was some argument that Derek Lee was perhaps incompetent to stand trial. See now, Chuck. That's what you need to go with. Mm-hmm. It's got me off quite a bit of times. 
Yes. During during psychiatric evaluations, he scored an average of 65 on various standardized IQ tests. Now, wasn't he's gotten dumber because he was 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, you, you do you think when they went over it with him, it was like that scene in Forrest Gump where they said, here is the line for retarded right here, yeah. and here yeah. are you. Here yeah. is you. Um, 69. And 69. that's why Forrest Gump won an Oscar. Because <laughs> they did go full retard. No. Stop. No, we're, no, not allowed to use the, we're not allowed to the, use the R word. We apologize. No, it's a scare. I've seen it. Tropic Thunder. I've seen it. Tropic Thunder. We need to apologize for our learning disabled listeners that we, we use that word. You know, just for oh, our listeners get, in general. Hold on, but we just make mental illness jokes willy nilly that most of the people on History Dweebs and most of our listeners, it just, and most mental of us. illness is just epidemic throughout that. Most crowd. of us. And most of us, yeah. <laughs> Most all, whatever. Um, For someone who doesn't have his script, he talks a lot, Brandy. Right. And has nothing to add. It's like he's saying words and nothing's nothing's sticking. All right. So he scores and averages of 65. Uh, A score below 69 is considered to be the threshold for what is considered mental retardation. Lee was, however, deemed fit to stand trial despite his low IQ. So he's dumb, but not crazy. Uh, Lee was convicted on October 14, 2004, for the May 31, 2002 rape and murder of LSU grad student uh, Charlotte Murray Pace, and he was sentenced to die by lethal injection. In August of 2004, he was found guilty of murder in the second degree of Geraldine DeSoto and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. In October 2004, Lee was found guilty of the rape and murder of Charlotte Murray Pace. We already went over that. Uh, Authorities also suspect Lee killed at least five other women in South Louisiana between 98 and 2003 and was linked by DNA to those slayings but wasn't tried in those cases. Um, In 2008, the Louisiana Supreme Court upheld his conviction and the sentence of death. Derek Todd Lee was awaiting execution on death row at the Louisiana State Penitentiary in Angola, Louisiana. in 2000, he was serving that time when in 2016 he became very ill. Derek was transferred to Lane Memorial Hospital in Zachary, Louisiana, where he was treated for an undisclosed medical condition because of HIPAA violations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Derek Todd Lee died on January 21st, 2016. He was 47 years old, and authorities still have not released the cause of his death or his autopsy. All right. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on Baton Rouge serial killer Derek Todd Lee Sr. Uh, he was kind of a dick. Uh, was, Colonel, your final thoughts. Well, he, he, first of all, he should have been on Lipitor. He would have lived a lot longer. Lipitor? We don't, yeah. He died of heart disease, Timmy, at 47 years old. Well, and the man had never had a, a man had never had a pap smear, Brandy. No, well, you, that's you, the problem. But you can't just go around probably got killing nothing. people and living on fast food, Timmy. That's a, just that's a good point. For you. That's a good point, Brandy. Yeah. You uh, have to admit that's a good point. I, I don't have to admit shit. Did he get the death penalty? Yes. Yeah, but he oh, died okay. before. If he you pay attention. Death penalty. Yeah. yeah, if he you were the on the podcast, penalty. you would know. If you had a script. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, so Brandy, I took a script up to his office and laid it in his chair with a big I note know. that said, bring script for tomorrow. I know. I know. He's unprofessional. This diva-like behavior is just <laughs> redonkulous. Look, I got a new agent. There's going to be some changes around here. <laughs> Let's thank our Patreon supporters, shall we? Uh, we would like somebody got a list. Yeah, I do. Well, we like I, to thank. But you know oh, what? Wait a minute. What? Can't Chuck record this later and just tack it on? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to do it now because he won't do it. Um, so let me just do it quickly. <laughs> thank our. Come on, Brandy. You really think he's going to do that? Uh, well, do you really day? think you could do it quickly? Yes. I'd like okay. to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee little bit to me. Yes, we would like to thank show appreciation to Jim Seabright, Andrew Scamell, Tommy Lane, Tommy Aloha, Jason Dykes, Terry Stratford. It's great seeing St- uh, Terry at uh, DweebCon. Brandy McBride, Jennifer Svoboda, Per Westman, Maggie Glover, Gracie's mom, Erica Kenny, Hiro, the Comeback Podcast, LK Bar, and Hoots. I'm probably screwing that up. Ren, Marissa, Bridget Clavey, our good friend Bridget Clavey, Phyllis Munson, Jennifer Riker Smith, Stephen Potts, Anna Garrett, Ben, uh, Ursula, also known as Lenick, Clark, and Diane Trowbridge, who was also at TweebCon, Beth. And Wallen, uh, of course, our good friend Michelle Johns, who was at DweebCon, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess, uh, Leanne Flanagan, lovely Leanne from uh, UK. Also what a beautiful at Irish last she was to me. Yeah, she's not Irish. Julia Rodriguez, Mike try, Sadler, sure. Jamie Dent, if you had it. Uh, Tyrone, Marsha Boris, uh, Stacey Alsop. Jody and Sean Wells. Hey, Jody. I'm sorry it took so long to get this episode out. Amber Anderson, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Amber. Yes, ma'am. Uh, they, uh, our friends of Ben and Rosanna, they walk among us. Lorna Violet, Michael Deo, Kelly Charette, Karen Russell Widener. Hey, we're making progress. Um, who else? I uh, would like to thank Callie Jones, the lovely Callie Jones, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown, and the Pleasing Terror podcast, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, uh, the lovely Amber Croup, Laura O'Reilly, uh, Christine Bourgeois, uh, Kimberly Cameron, Elise Edrington, History Goes Bump uh, with Diane Student, Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, whose birthday is today. So happy birthday, Annette. Lise Lahara, uh, Alicia and Chip, we missed you guys this year. Uh, Marquia Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ, the lovely Karen, Karen Barnes, uh, who was at DweebCon, Rachel Flynn, who was at DweebCon, Shirley Strap, Shirley, we're thinking about you, we miss you, Todd Long, Melissa Montoya, Maja, uh, Karen, uh, or Shelly Garrett, uh, of the podcast Rants and Reasons, uh, with our friend Chuck here, Kara Elise, Christian Malakinski, uh, and Adam McWaters and the Ransom Reason podcast with our good friend Chuck and Karen. Paula Kimes, the Vanish podcast with Melissa. Um, Canadian True Crime. Charlie with Insight. Angela Santos. Lydia Wasson-Fisher. Kim Stroop. Nicole. 
Adams, also known as Mistress Vader, Ron Moncero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Cheryl LeBlanc Weldon, Veronica Marino, Chris Lane, Alexandria, uh, who is at TweepCon, Elaine Baker, Vivian, Mark and Shay, um, Amanda, who is at uh, TweepCon, Shannon Arnold, Kimberly Smith, Robin Sherrard, Ruth Keith Whitfield, Casey Kitchens, our good friend and buddy Nick Johnson, who was at DweebCon, Natasha. Kimberly Smith, he just mentioned, is one of my neighbors, Timmy. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was at DweebCon, too. She was uh, Yes. Uh, Julia girl. Bentley, Patty Schmidt, of course, the one and only Lady Beverly, uh, our favorite uh, canine, Rudy, the Wonder Dog, and, of course, my mom, Dottie Scott. We'd like to thank you all for your support. We're getting this together. We have some, We can't record at work anymore, so we're going to get better at this. So be patient with us. And, Brandy, Chuck, any final thoughts? I got no final thoughts. Timmy, I'm, you know what I'm going to do, Timmy? I'm going to do the most American thing you can do today. Getting this podcast out. Not vote. Okay, you're not going to vote today. Have you voted no. yet? No. Have but you decided on vote. whether you're going to run in 2020 or not? I am running in 2020. To me, the country <sighs> needs the colonel. Uh, Brandy, does he have your vote? No. Okay. Brandy, any final thoughts, final words, or wisdom? Nope. Nope. Everybody uh, have uh, a good weekend. All right. We'll see you all next time on History Dreams. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.